The Turning Point Project. I'm Helen Rabello, founder of the Magical Life Movement and author of The Magical Unfolding, Eight Magical Processes for Peace, Potential and Purpose. And I believe that when you face transitions in life, you have to find a way to move forward through the messy bits, even when you feel scared. In this project, I talk to inspiring conscious souls about how they used to turning points to move from a life that didn't fully fit towards living a more intentional, fulfilling life despite the messy bits. May these stories inspire you to trust your turning points and to always believe there is magic to be found in life even when you feel stuck in the messy middle. And if you haven't yet ordered your copy of The Magical Unfolding, head on over to the website to gift yourself a copy so that you can get all of the bonuses on offer to help you shape your next decade differently. Welcome back to today's episode of The Turning Point Project. Thank you so, so much for being here. I'm going to reward your ears today and your heart with a really gorgeous, soulful conversation with an artist who I met on Instagram, thanks to another artist called Tara Lever. And today I'm talking to Wendy Meg Siegel, who is a mixed media artist who finds inspiration in our collective history and ancient wisdom. And she has a gorgeous intention to create works of art that become visual reminders of our ability to cultivate the peace and love that already reside within each of us. How gorgeous is that? So this conversation is a whole other take on turning points. She talks about the turning point that brought her back into connection with her in an artist having had something happen that caused her to let her inner artist go, which she does share with us and and really how her life has unfolded since then. And we only really touched the surface of all the twists and turns that she's had in her life. But she is at a point where she has so much depth of wisdom to share that I really had to have her on to share with you. So I think you'll find lots of gorgeous insights in this conversation. You'll also find some gorgeous recommendations for tapping into your creativity if you really want to hone it and, and access it in a different way. So I really hope you enjoy our conversation. I'd love to know your biggest takeaway. So please do come on over to join the conversation over on Instagram where I'm at Helen Rebello author and I'll tag Wendy in the post too so that you can connect with her. Thank you for being here. Sit back and enjoy. Wendy, thank you so, so much for agreeing to spend some time with me. It's really, really lovely to have you here. So welcome. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Oh, thank you. Mine too. So we met on Instagram, kind of by magic. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and we've had a conversation already. We, we, um, we had a lovely time. So let's just see what comes up. But oh, I always really like to start right back at the beginning and we'll weave our way forwards and and come back to the present day. So as you know, this conversation really is all about turning points and trying to 
just demystify the normal human journey and and share stories about how it actually feels to navigate stuff in life. I wonder if you have something particularly pertinent that wants to come up to share with us? Well, the first thing I thought of was something that happened a few years ago. But before I share that, what I realized is every turning point I've had only happened because a turning point that happened beforehand. And so it's almost like I know where I want to start uh, with the story or the experience that came up for me first. Mm -hmm. But there are so many links to what happened before because I never would have gotten there without those prior turning points. That comes up a lot. Yes. I've become fascinated with turning points. (laughs) Yes. That happens a lot too. (laughs) Yes. Because of the the threads, the Mm. threads from one to another. But I'll start start with February of 2016. I like to call it, I became a blank canvas. And um, I started the year off feeling like, there were so many possibilities, unlimited possibilities of what could occur that year, what I could create that year. Um, but I needed to put myself in the right place to move forward, to receive the ideas and the guidance of where I was going next. So in February, my husband went on a business trip. My daughter was away in college, and I turned our living room into a room to process. I decided to clear away years of stored creative ideas. Um, I don't know about most people, but I have many more creative ideas than I have time to Mm. create them. So what happens is they get stored into my creativity closet and they don't go away. I do not forget about them. And I thought maybe the best thing to do was to let go, to let go of all the prior ideas because I'm not the same person I was when I first conceived each and every one of them. So I hung newsprint paper <laughs> sheets all over the room and um, I brainstormed, I guess you would say, all that I was holding inside. The creative projects that I thought I was about to start, the creative projects that I've considered in the past. Um, creative projects I've always wanted to do. I, and, and I wrote them all down, getting them out. I was clearing out my inner closet. And um, while I was doing that, I also was shoring myself up, writing out the skills that I have that I can use to move forward that could help support me in whatever projects that I took on. I, um, I wrote down my past successes and achievements in order to be something of a cheerleader 
for what might come next. Mm. I wrote down my expectations of myself and um, hopes and dreams. And in doing so, I ended up with all these wonderful positive affirmations that were going to push me forward. Um, In addition, I wrote down I am statements. Anything like like, um, I am fearless and I am brave and strong. and, um, And then the usual, I am grateful, which I always am. I, I trust. By the time this, I did this over a few days because I also did some writing. Within the next few days, I felt like I was starting on my new path with clearing out the old and setting up the future. And in the months that came afterward, <laughs> I, I kept getting little nudges like taps on the shoulder, go try this, Um, learn about that, go look in that drawer. (laughs) And that's where I found a large (laughs) supply of raw canvas that I had bought so many years ago, I hardly remembered that I had it. And little by little, I was doing something that had never happened before, because normally I would wake up in the middle of the night with an idea for a new series of paintings um, and then start it immediately. But this was an unfolding process over months of getting to the point where, so that was in February, it was September, I believe, that I really started painting. But in the months prior to that, um, I had collected... <laughs> think 65 pages of uh, prayers and mantras that I could use in different languages because I really was drawn to that. I had them in Sanskrit and Hebrew and Latin. I collected images of ancient books and scrolls. So by the time September came along, I really knew, and September is when I was free because my daughter was back in college. Um, But by that time, I had everything I needed to move forward on a series that ended up being called the Transcriptions Series. And it included the concepts of ancient books, ancient scrolls, ancient languages, and ancient prayers and mantras. And I did so on the raw canvas that I would prepare with strings and fringes, and then I would sew them onto the stretch canvas. That's how I birthed the transcription series. So that the, the, the major turning point was my days of letting any expectations and past um, hopes and dreams go so something new could come in. Well, I'm really curious about hearing that. And I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because that is, 
that takes some courage and some guts to give yourself permission to press pause for that length of time and then to really sit with it and to trust and to follow the whispers and follow the breadcrumbs. Mm. Um, and I love the sound of what you birthed as a result. But what I'm really curious about is what was the catalyst that came before that to, mm. to cause you you know, to step into this kind of blank canvas and and start creating from this new place, this new perspective in this in this new way. In order to, to answer share. that, <laughs> I have to go back to um, a turning point thread that happened in two thousand and five. I had been painting with oils, my greatest love, I guess, outside of my family. Um, I had been painting with oils until 2005, and that's when I became allergic to the oil paints. Yes. And that was a huge loss. I remember that, yes. Yes. Remember you telling me. Yes. And um, I did try to paint with acrylics and I did a series in the time between 2005 and uh, 2016 but I wasn't very I wasn't happy with it and I was working on a book <laughs> this <laughs> another turning point uh, that book led me to totally immersing myself in every aspect of gratitude for a number of years. And I produced two gratitude journals. So just before the becoming a blank canvas, I decided that I was, I was in pain. <laughs> um, my soul hurt because I wasn't painting. Yeah. And I, it was time to put aside the gratitude work I was doing. And I didn't think, I, I'm very good at focusing. So focusing on one thing is normally better for me. So it, to go back to artwork, I needed to step aside from the gratitude. And I knew I was going to paint, and I had been away from, I had done my own work, but I wasn't doing uh, the prolific canvas production that I had for years before. And I wanted it back. But I didn't want to jump into it. I wanted to adore it and come from the right place and allow my soul to sing again. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was really, really important to you that you gave yourself permission to take that yes. time and take that step back. Yes. Because it was worthy of honoring mm -hmm. in that way. At this point in looking back, that series has been the most meaningful 
to me of any series I've ever created. Understandably. I mean, it, that, it as you say, it marks a huge turning point, but, but such a huge process uh, yes. in terms of stepping into trust and transitioning and, and then honoring your soul as well, honoring that call from the, from the heart of who you are as a being. I know as a fellow creator will be my medium is words. It's um, I didn't honor that for a long, long, long time. I really buried it. And um, I, you know, I can really, I can really relate to what you're saying because I had this inner compulsion and it, it almost couldn't be ignored but it took me a long time, even after deciding to honour it, to to sit with it and to to really feel into how it wanted to emerge and how it wanted to come through. So, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it makes yes. me tingle hearing about yes. it. It's amazing. And hearing you use the word compulsion. Mm. Oh yes, <laughs> I use that word. I know that. It's a compulsion to create. Yeah. You can't not. And when you don't, you feel it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's the, that expression of self, isn't it? We, yes. We, it's when you compress it in some way, everything becomes compressive. Mm-hmm. I, I love how it came out for you with that series um i i guess particularly because not only because of the process you went through to really access that as your direction at that time but i i just love that it was around um you know these mantras and the sanskrit Mm -hmm. scripts and scripts from all over the world that have this huge history and huge meaning behind them a huge heart behind them and the beauty of being immersed in this series is i would listen to uh, youtube has everything you could ever want to listen to um so i would find a hour-long loop of a specific mantra that I was painting at the time and have that in the background. And I, I received so many personal gifts from the process of working on these because I was immersed in a place I'd want to be. Yeah. So in a way, what I'm hearing and I don't know if it would have felt like this at the time, but what I'm hearing from that is that it's almost as though you took all of that gratitude focus and, and work you'd been doing and you you found another way to access it that tied in with your desire to create art. Mm-hmm. Yes. It just manifested in a whole different form. And how beautiful is that? Yes. And honestly, prior to the gratitude work, I was creating pieces that looked like little altars. Um, 
So I've my spiritual life and my art life have always been intertwined. Mm. And gratitude was at the time just one aspect of that world. Love that. Where did that take you to? The transcription series has been a stepping stone for everything that's come since, although I did work on it for a few years. And I must say, uh, even to this day, I'm still creating some of the same type of work, but I've let go of the need to sew a homemade uh, book onto the canvas as well. So there are fewer books in scrolls, but I'm still using the mantras and um, the, the languages. That stayed almost as your foundation. Yes. The, the thing that has stuck the most was the use of the raw canvas. I'm in love with it. It's got texture, and depending on how you cut it, and fray the edges, you can get different types of strands. I love the feel of working with it, and I love the inclusion of it in a painting. So you're accessing something that just lights you up, and yes, following, you're following the joy. I'm following the joy, most <laughs> definitely. And the twinkle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I could be working on one art, uh, one painting, one canvas, and I get a twinkle in my eye of what I could do next. And usually I finish one and move to the next, but what I'm feeling like this month is I want to start lots of different paintings and then see which one calls to me saying, Paint me now. Today's my day. So how do you choose? What has that whole process of learning to sit with a period of uncertainty, no doubt transcend some doubts as well. How has that informed you moving forwards in terms of trusting your instincts and trusting the next steps to take? So, Trust is easy for me. I've been okay. trusting um, for decades. I, so going back to become the, the allergy to the oils mm. and not being able to paint, um, I have to admit, I'm sure I did a lot of crying. And I felt very sad, and it was a great loss. But I never lost trust in the fact that it's being pushed aside because I'm moving into something else. It, I never questioned that. And every time there's some type of adversity, I know it's, it's, it's moving me forward somewhere I would not have gone. So I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Also, I know people, have uh, artists, or sometimes, or some artists are afraid of a blank canvas. That is not my issue. It's so easy to get started. I have too many ideas. So I can choose something and then change my mind. But um, it's, it's easy to trust 
that the the project, the painting, the idea, the concept for today will show itself. So for you, because it's something that you've had for quite a long time, you probably don't really understand how rare a quality that is. It's one of the main issues I have with uh, the women I work with. They've, they've just forgotten how to trust themselves, probably mm. don't even really believe that they can. It's incredible that you managed to access that even when you had this allergy that mm. could have created so much fear and concern and worry and mm-hmm. you know that could be that's potentially a really devastating thing to happen when you're an artist so if there was anyone listening to this who was in that kind of position or an equivalent kind of position where something potentially has derailed them and looks like it's taking them from something that they love is there anything you could say to them to give them a stepping stone to trusting a bit more? Is there anything that intuitively comes through to share? Yes. I would recommend to anyone who has that concern to reflect on the past, on times in your life that you might have wanted to lose hope um, or you might have not been able to see what the future holds. A time when you felt that way, but looking back now, you could say, wow, I ended up there because of that. That happened because of that experience. Look at the gifts looking backwards that you received because of experiences in your life. And if it was me, I would be writing a list. The what happened, what I experienced, and where did it lead me. And that can help fuel confidence in the future as you're experiencing something now that's uncomfortable, you can't see it right now. You can't see where this will lead you. But you will, in the future, be able to look back and go, oh, oh, look at where I am now because of that. When we look at our experiences in the past, I think it helps us navigate the experiences of the present and be able to maybe not see the future, but anticipate that there are benefits that will turn up and show themselves in the future. Beautifully expressed. And I'm so with you. I'm so glad I asked you that question because I love how you put that. You've basically just summarized my ethos behind this project. Um, Uh you know oh. I, re- I do believe that and it wasn't a trick question it's just, I, I love to hear other people's take on these things because you know obviously I'm people will hear it differently from different voices and we all have a different slant on on how we've discovered 
trust. But yeah, essentially, I, I believe that everything that happens to you in life ultimately teaches you an incredibly valuable lesson. It helps you become more of who you are. It helps you tap into your mm-hmm. your core strength, your core being. <laughs> you know, it's and it does, I really do believe everything always makes some kind of weird and wonderful sense when you look back retrospectively. So yes. th- thank you for sharing that in such an eloquent, beautiful way. <laughs> You're so welcome. So take us take us into what's unfolded since and where it's where it's brought you to now. What what do you have that turning point to to thank for in terms of what you're really loving about life? Oh. I know that's a huge thing to summarize, but well, I've I've got a few words. I'm just reflecting at the moment, but I'll start. Um, I feel so good about the work I've accomplished. I feel I feel bigger because of it and stronger. I am excited about each maybe I was before, but I feel excited about each unfolding canvas and what it will lead to next. I love playing with the work I'm doing, but also I did something last year that was so off. And maybe the canvases I'm talking about in the transcription series take me a long time. There's so many steps working with the uh, the cloth and developing that and then creating a background on the stretch canvas and then attaching the two and then incorporating uh, the background and the foreground so they uh, live together in a very nice home. What I did last summer was works on paper and I'm wondering if it was it was hard to to step away from the cloth, but it felt so good to try something new. And trying something new is just the new way of being. So I created maybe over a hundred very small works on paper, but I learned from that experience and coming back to the cloth, I started using it a bit differently and um, and it's been very joyful. So I feel like going back to the transcription series, it opened up a whole new world to me with new materials, but trying new things and a thirst for exploration, mm-hmm. exploring new new methods and new materials. And that has not stopped. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, I love that because it sounds like you've really given yourself permission to play. Yeah. And there's such, there's such joy in that and it's so liberating as well. And the fact that you're, you're playing and you're still creating beautiful gifts to the world and to your self 
but you know you've taken away the rigidity around it if you ever had that I don't know this there's just something very gorgeous and and permissive about really giving yourself permission to expand or shift or change Mm -hmm. or try new things um and it's lovely that you can tie that back to that particular turning point where you you honored the call and you took your time and you felt into it and you were introspective and you know it's just created a very different energy for you that you've carried forward that will continue to support you. Yeah. Clearing out my inner creative closet opened the door to me creating something new and continuing on that path. And what does it mean to you to be able to do this kind of work or play (laughs) however you would like to describe it what does it mean to you to have been able to come back to that to be able to do this for your for your work to bit to shape your life around this work well there's something that uh, this may or may not answer your question but it struck me as you were asking um when i stopped using oils i there was a part of me that knew I would be doing new things, but I never thought I would be in love with painting again in that way. I never thought it would be as passionate uh, an experience. And in creating the transcription series, I entered back into my joy and my creative, explosive uh, love of what I do, which I, I wouldn't have, you know, I don't, I don't know if I would have experienced that without this process. I may have tried to create things that would make me happy instead of allowing it to unfold the way it did. Yeah. And how do other people receive your work? Is it shifting things in other people as well? Oh, it's beautiful. About a year after, I I was doing it privately and silently in my home. My family saw it, but I hadn't showed it, shown it. Um, so one weekend, I invited 15 people. <laughs> to just come over one day and take a look. And I was surprised uh, because I gave them a couple of days notice, but I got about nine people here. And one painting in particular, it shocked. First of all, the reaction to all of them was really impressive to watch. But one painting in particular, um, there were people that stood in front of it with tears in their eyes. Oh, wow. Now, I didn't see it. (laughs) But it was an impactful, I remember needing to create it. I'd say, and I don't think I'm exaggerating, seven of the nine people either cried or stood there describing how it made them feel. 
the two people that didn't say anything and did not cry, they bought it. So um, I ended up selling five paintings. Not that that was the goal. I just needed to finally not be in the closet um, hiding them. But what I, what I see is people walk in, they look around, and um, the question is not do I like this work or don't I? It's which one do I want to bring to my home? That's so, amazing. Yeah. And it, it it's very fun to show them. <laughs> and even yeah. though there are other paintings now hanging since, the, I did 30 of them, by the way. I was wondering how many you yes. did. <laughs> yeah. I did 30 and then... I could see people walking around, not sure if even there, there are several after that you can't tell if it's in the series or not. I know it's, it's an offshoot, but um, I usher people <laughs> down the, I have this long hallway. I usher people down the hallway first before they look at any other works so they can experience this series when they first uh, come in. By the way, my studio is in my home, but my home is a huge gallery. Love that. Yeah. Even that's beautiful because you've shaped your life and your work into mm-hmm. a cohesive whole. Mm. It's 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 pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> Whereabouts I, are you based? Remind me where you're based. Um, I'm in Santa Cruz County, California. Yeah. Nice. And I, I, I do lead a very wonderful life. Uh, I'm so lucky. I, I feel quite grateful to do what I love to do, to be here with a wonderful supportive family and to live in the environment I live in with the ocean nearby and the redwoods. And Maybe that whole period of life has escalated your ability to really extract as much magic and joy from your environment and from your setting as you possibly can. You know, it's maybe enhanced everything. Maybe it wouldn't have been quite so present for you Maybe at not. that period. Who knows? Yes. If you could have a conversation with your with your younger self, let's say 20 years or so ago, what would you say to her? Well, I think I would say, because that's when I had a very young daughter. And I would probably say, you're doing it all right. It's spending the time with her as your primary focus is is great. You will be so thankful one day that you did that. And there will be plenty of time to create later on. And the little that I am doing um, and what I am creating, actually, that I think I was pretty productive. <laughs> <laughs> but um, continue doing what you're doing because you are showing your daughter a, 
as a role model the creative fire that you have. Let her see, continue to see what you do out of your passion with the knowledge that that will impact her life and she will be following her passions later on. That is powerful wisdom. I'm mm. really important as well. I'm glad I asked you that question. I, I do know that back then I did, uh, I didn't question her being my priority. I did at times when she was very little question my need to paint, but it, it is so clear through the years that my doing that um, had a positive effect on her. I wasn't, yeah, I was thinking I was taking time away, but I gave to her even more. Absolutely. And I think the more women I speak to, the older I get as well, the more people I've worked with and interacted with and, you know, explored with the more I feel that we are and I'm sure you all agree with this (laughs) having spoken to you before I just feel that we are all naturally creative beings we are born creators in whatever way that manifests Mm -hmm. Um, and somewhere along the line if we're unlucky it gets squashed out of us I I, I think it's really changing now for future generations but certainly Mm -hmm. when I was going going through school you know I can remember being championed by one English teacher in particular but I also had another one who hated everything I did and so of course (laughs) negativity bias being what it is me being a people pleaser at the time I um I really did squash it because I believed I believed the negative Uh one and and I you know I can remember art teachers criticizing me not just me other people as well and sing singing teachers telling us all we couldn't sing and just it's quite heartbreaking in some ways when you think about all of those well I I know because I've worked with so many women that had those messages and had it all squashed that that need that desire to express your heart in whatever way it wants to be expressed because the creation Mm. is in our bones and so I love that you were you were modeling that in whatever way Mm-hmm. could whatever way felt right at the time even if you weren't necessarily doing that consciously to to show her that you can you can have these things and it's okay <laughs> it doesn't mm-hmm. make you a bad mother or whatever it might be doesn't right. doesn't mean you're not an artist either if you're not creating all the time so mm-hmm. yeah amazing thank you yeah. for sharing that oh you're welcome. We're coming to the end. The time always goes really quickly. It's a real whistle-stop tour through life, I know. Mm-hmm. But I would love to know a couple of things before we wrap up. Um, firstly, I will get you to, sh- to share where people can find you in a moment and anything else you've got going on in your work. Before I do, I'd love to know if there's anything that you'd love to leave anyone listening to this with or anything burning that wants to come through and be spoken out into the ether, anything you would like to say that we haven't touched upon? I think I want to add to what you just said. Mm. Um, Being 
creative beings. We have this life to express ourselves. We can do it privately. We can do it publicly. But I, I want to encourage people to find the space and place to create for you as a gift to yourself. It's a wonderful opportunity to show yourself love. It's, uh, it could come in any form. Someone could just dance in the morning before they start their day for 10 minutes before they leave the house. Or you can write. Just sit down and write for a period of time. Just spend time doing what you love. Maybe it's creating something in the kitchen, um, cooking. Cooking something that you never did before, adding ingredients you've never put together before. Access your creativity. Bring yourself the joy. Um, And I guess I'll end with what I had once um, suggested in a blog post or a a newsletter article is write a list of the things that you could do that bring you joy and refer to that list. Maybe it's taking photographs, but refer to that list and see what did you do today that may have been creative for 30 days. You can do that for 30 days a 30-day challenge of doing something creative that brings you joy, even if it's for five minutes. I'm so happy you said that. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, I am completely in agreement with you. Absolutely, 100%, even with the five minutes bit. So for anybody listening to this who would love to find out more about you, find out more about your work, maybe get involved with anything project-wise that you might be thinking about, where would be the best place for them to come and find you? And have you got anything exciting coming up? I I have two things coming up. For the people that we were just discussing, People who are maybe holding back their creativity. I, I uh, have written many articles and encouraging writings uh, of things that they can do. So I'm going to have on my website, um, Wendy, well, wendymegsiegel.com, but I have a shortcut, which is wendyarts, with an S, dot com. And um, if you sign up for my newsletter, you will receive a PDF of creative um, triggers, creative challenges, creative ideas, lists of things that you can do. I'm on Instagram often. So that's WendyArts66 at Instagram. And the 66 doesn't represent anything. (laughs) (laughs) I needed something at the moment because Wendy Arts was taken. Uh You can find me also um, on Facebook. 
if you're interested in gratitude, I have the gratitude habit on Facebook. And I've, I see that I was publishing there daily for five years. And I stopped at the beginning of 2016. But um, lately, I've been going in and and posting once in a while. But there's so much there. Thank you so much. I mean, it it strikes me listening to you, you know, talking about your art and even just sharing where people can find you and various projects you've created. And I'm sure there are lots more to come. You really have created a legacy in so many ways, almost like these ripples of love in various forms. You've got that wealth of gorgeous, rich, nourishing material there that people can access any time. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. What a gift to the world you are. Well, thank you for saying that. You're very thank welcome. You. I appreciate it. I really, really appreciate you. And um, quite genuinely, it is a delight to talk to you. Um, I am so glad that you connected with me on Instagram, that we got to have this conversation, that we got to talk before. And um, I'm sure we'll continue our connection, maybe even have another conversation. I think there's still more to say. (laughs) Yes. I, I made a chart of the threads <laughs> and I didn't even touch half of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it goes so, so quickly. But you've shared, yeah. I always trust that whatever needs to come through will come yes. through and somebody will massively benefit always because they tell me they do. So thank you for sharing yourself. And, and thank you for being here. Thank you. I've so enjoyed spending this time with you. Same. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Turning Point Project. If you found this episode useful, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast as it really makes a difference and will only take a moment. If you'd like to continue the conversation or ask me any questions, come and connect with me over on Instagram at Helen Rebello Author or join the free magical life movement at HelenRebello.com. Have a gorgeous, gorgeous day and I'll catch you in the next episode.